You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, here we go. We played it on a Tuesday, February 27th, and a Wednesday, February 28th. It is another edition of Locked On Lions, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to Detroit Lions coverage with Matt Derry. That is me. What's going on, everybody? On a big day, as the Lions today announced that they have indeed placed the franchise tag on defensive end Ziggy Ansah which means he will make around $17.5 million this season, making number 94 the highest-paid defensive end in the NFL. Lions haven't used the franchise tag since 2002 when they tagged Cliff Averill, and of course they let Averill walk after that. Now, Ziggy Ansah will get one more year to prove himself after an injury-riddled 2017 in which, quite honestly, Ziggy Ansah disappeared for much of 2017. We'll get into it and talk to Kyle Meinke from MLive.com, from the Combine in Indy momentarily, right here on Locked On Lions. Your tweets are welcome as well. A bunch are pouring in at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks on Twitter. Also check out the Matt Derry Facebook fan page as well and comment on the podcast, the Ziggy News, and everything else. But it is the, the talk of the town and certainly the talk of the day when it comes to the Detroit Lions. I'm not surprised at all about this because the Lions' defensive end spot, the, the cupboard is bare, and there's not a lot there right now. Cornelius Washington is back. Kerry Hyder hopefully gets healthy. Uh, Brandon Copeland uh, and Anthony Zettel, and really that's it. There's not a ton there at defensive end for this franchise to work with and get to the quarterback. With that being said, I think Ziggy Ansah isn't that great. You know, Ziggy Ansah was drafted number five overall years ago, and we seem to hold Eric Ebron's feet to the fire from uh, the, the, the draft the year after that, in which Eric Ebron was number 10 overall selection. And look, Ziggy Ansah is a better player than Eric Ebron. Ziggy Ansah has been to a Pro Bowl. Ziggy Ansah has, has, you know, you know had, 14, had a 14 and a half sack season a few years ago. But these last couple of years, Ziggy Ansah's production has gone down. Pro Football Focus, our friends at PFF, ranked him as the 40th best defensive end overall this past season with an 80.1 uh, uh, rating. And he's now going to be paid more than any other defensive end in the league? I don't like it. And all of a sudden, the Lions went from having a just under, you know, just over 40, you know, 45, 44, 45 million dollars to play with in free agency to now being down to around 25 million to play with in free agency. Ziggy Ansah is going to be making a lot of money, a lot of money. And Many of you will argue, yeah, well, Matthew Stafford's highest-paid quarterback, and he's not even in the top 10, and what's he ever won, and blah, blah, blah. I get it. I do. But Matthew Stafford's coming off of two very good seasons, in which his passer rating was there, in which he's had to carry the offense, had to go and, and play with a, you know alongside a running game that hasn't developed, that is near last in the league seemingly every year. Ziggy Ansah, when healthy, is a pretty good player. But when we're talking about a pretty good player, about to take up $17.5 million of your cap, I don't have to like it. I get it. I understand it. And this is a decision that Bob Quinn, Matt Patricia, and company made, probably looking ahead to this season. 
Are we better in 2018 with Ziggy Ansah? Yes, of course we are. All right, we'll give him one last chance to prove his worth. If he has a very good season this year and he's going to command that kind of money and more, all right, we may let him walk. Or we'll re-sign him or try to work out a long-term deal. If he's injury-prone again, and to Ziggy's credit, he plays. The problem is you never know he's on the field. Oh, he played through a knee. He played through an ankle. He played through a back. Great. He didn't make any impact. And when he was healthy, sure, he had some big games against some also-ran left tackles. Three games of three sacks against the Giants, the Bengals, and the Packers. That Giants game against Eric Flowers, I could have had a one and a half sacks. But I'm interested in your thoughts on this Twitter, at Derry Speaks, and again, the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. I don't love it because I don't think he's that good. I don't. I think the Lions have better players. Darius Slay is a better player than Ziggy Yance. And he's making, what, $12 million a year? And I get it. There's a premium for defensive ends. I also get it that the free agent crop is not very good. And there's no guarantee that the Lions will sign a Trent Murphy or an Adrian Claiborne or whomever. And maybe this frees up the Lions to add more depth other places and not have to worry about drafting a defensive end. But I got news for you. This team needs more rush ends than just Ziggy Yance. The other side is weak. Anthony Zettel had a nice start last year to the season, tailed off at the end. Lions didn't get to the quarterback enough. And Ziggy didn't get to the quarterback enough. So 18, near $18 million for Ziggy Ansa. You know, the last two seasons, he just hasn't been healthy. But he's injury prone. I get it. It's a one-year rental. Maybe you try to work out a long-term contract before this and bring that number way down because I don't think he's worth more than Darius Slay. But you think Ziggy's going to take a, a long-term deal for, let's say, $11, $12 million? No, he'll probably ride it out. Hope to have a big year and cash in. And then go to free agency and say, well, I made $17.5 million last year. Pay me that or more somebody. And teams always do. But I, I just, I don't think he's that high impact of a player. I know he had the one big season in 2015. 14 and a half sacks is nothing to sneeze at. But the last two years, the production's gone down. And I get it. Oh, what are you talking about? DZ had 12 sacks this past year. For the big games, you didn't know he was on the field. There were games you didn't even know he was out there. Sure, he beat up on the Giants and Eric Flowers. That's the worst left tackle in football. Sure, he beat up on the Packers in Week 17 when Green Bay's guys were all basically at the airport ready to fly to Acapulco for the winter. Or Cabo. Kyle Mikey coming up in a, ma- in a matter of minutes right here from MLive.com. Lions Beat Writer will talk to Kyle. Want to remind you, folks, if you're looking to uh, advertise with us and maybe you want to join in and, and uh, get on board with Locked On Lions, you like the show, you want to put your company's name out there, we do the live reads here. All right? Not a lot of restrictions. We have fun. I work with you one on one. Send me an email at Derry Speaks, D E R Y Speaks at gmail.com. But a couple of people reach out for the season and for this offseason, which should be great. Uh, thank you for doing so. Derry Speaks at gmail.com if you want to advertise with us. Rates are good. Remember, a lot of men, 25 to 54, listening to this podcast. We'll get you all the details. Email me at Derry Speaks at gmail.com. All right, here's Kyle Mikey from MLive.com driving down to Indy for the Combine amidst this news of Ziggy Ansah getting the franchise tag. What's up, Kyle? What's up, Matt? It's good to be here, man. 
Good, uh, good day for the Lions, I guess, when you talk about uh, you know keeping one of their own and, and, and they can work out all the details later. But, man, Kyle, $17.5 million for one year for Ziggy Anza. That That's a lot, is it not? Well, it's, it's going to set the market up. That, that, I mean, that's the most money that any defensive end is, is averaging in the league right now. That, that's number one on the pay scale. So, yeah, that's a lot of money for anybody, let alone a guy who has 14 sacks and almost as many injuries, it seems, uh, the past two years. The, I think the reason you're seeing it go, go down this way, though, is, I mean, the Lions' pass rush wasn't exactly good to begin with, right? Um, and so you get weaker at that position by losing on um, and if you do lose them, I'm not sure who you replace them with. I'm not sure how you get better right now at that position. It's a really weak free agent market. In fact, if Tarragas Lawrence gets franchise tag, which a lot of people think will happen in Dallas, Ziggy would have been the number one uh, uh, edge guy uh, on the market. And then the, you know, the, the, the uh, draft analysts that I've talked to say this, this, this draft class really, really lean for def- uh, down defensive ends in the draft. I, I just don't know. Uh, there's no guarantee you would get better at that position if you lose on some. You, you're paying $27 million a year for Stafford. and you got a team built to compete right now. I just don't think they were willing to get worse at that position, uh, even if it does cost them $17.5 million. Let's talk about it a little bit with the injuries. Uh, again, the ankle, the knee, the back. You mentioned uh, two sacks uh, two years ago and then 12 this past season. And everybody says, when healthy, he's really good. How much of that was that 12-sack season because of that lesser competition in those three games when he went off, you know, the Eric Flowers game and everything else? I mean, when healthy, how good is he? Well, that's a question without an answer, I think. You know, and I mean, the logic paying $17 to find the answer. Um, again, I, I'm not sure what, what other recourse they really had. I, I agree with the move, despite the injuries. But obviously, he's going to diminish part of the last two years. Uh, there's no guarantee of what kind of player they're going to get. I mean, you listed all those injuries. He also had a shoulder issue. I, mean, I don't think he. I don't think he participated in a full practice last year until I believe it was it was the final week of November. I mean, it's, it, you, you just can't be a, a good player that way. Uh, we saw it on the field. I mean, the tw- twelve sacks looks good. It was top ten last year, but nine came in those three games. One was against Eric Flowers, who you know he, he makes anyone look like a pro bowler, and then the other two were those two games down the stretch when. You know, the Lions were fading. They are playing against the Bengals, one of the most languid games I've seen in my time covering the, the Lions. I mean, there's like 5,000 people in the stands, maybe. Uh, that was just a trash game. I mean, you got Green Bay in the finale. I, I mean, I just don't put a lot of stock into it. I don't think we're going to see that kind of Ziggy next year. Um, but I think, you know, if you can get healthy, you know, we can see a better answer than we saw in the other bad games as well. Um, but obviously, considering all of the injuries the last two years, that's a really big hit. Kyle Mikey with me from MLive.com. The news today coming down. Ziggy Ansah will be franchise tagged by the Lions for $17.5 million a year. Let me, let me take another angle on this, Kyle. Bob Quinn was brought in here to find talent, and the Patriot way that Bob Quinn learned from, and, of course, Matt Patricia, the new head coach, is we'll let Chandler Jones walk. We'll let Vince Wilfork walk. We'll let these, uh, uh, you know, the, the, these high-priced, high-paid guys that will get paid in free agency, uh, Logan Ryan, we'll let these guys walk, and we'll fill it in. So you could look at it and say, why can't Quinn go out and find somebody? And you mentioned the free agent class sucks, but how about finding two, three guys that could take up the 17.5 and, and maybe one or two hit, and, and, and you do it that way? Well, there's, I mean, that's um, the way you'd like to do it, and I think ideally in the long term, you, you hope you get to that point. I mean, if you're not at that point, you're probably not winning consistently, and winning consistently is what Bob Quinn's charge is. Um, but I, I, guess, I guess what I would say, Matt, is... 
Um, you're preparing a, uh, you know, I mean, Belichick and that regime has been in New England for damn near two decades now. They've had a chance to build it up, become a dynasty to the point where you can have guys who um, can step in and play um, that are on the end of your bench. And whereas, you know, Quinn's been around for two, two drafts, not two, two cycles, two drafts, two free agency cycles, whatever. Um, you know, it just takes time to build up. And we have seen him, like, look at Anthony Zettel. Like, he's not a star. He's not going to take over for Ziggy. He's like, he's, I mean, he had six or seven sacks last year. He flashed in a few games. Like, he's a solid rotational guy that Bob Quinn found in the sixth round. I mean, in the 220s, 230s, or whatever it was. Like, I'm, I'm confident he can do it. He just needs some time. You know, he took over a roster that was just, like, depth-wise, the middle class of that roster was really bad. There were some star players who were kind of carrying the team, but um, the average of the roster, there the just were so many holes from so many misfires from the, the Mayhew regime. And I think we've seen... You know, Quinn, I think his first draft was very good. The second draft was maybe not as good, but, um, you know, we'll see what happens going forward. I, you know, I mean, you make the other points. Give him time. Maybe he can get to that point. Kyle Mikey from MLive.com. Um, you know, when, when you talk about the number, $17.5 million or whatever, and it could turn out to be even higher based on where the cap is this year, and like you said, that sets the market. What does this mean? I guess explain to the listeners too. What does this mean about a long-term deal? Are they? Are they? Do you think they're trying to get one where they can bring the number down, or do they want him to play out one more year? And if he has another injury-riddled season, they let him walk. We have a, a, you know, a few weeks here to uh, a couple months rather to uh, work out a long-term deal. Ziggy and the Lions. You know, he, he has too many concerns. I think health-wise, he has too many uh, injuries. There's no guarantee of how healthy he'll be or how productive he'll be. Um, you know, it, it would cost a lot of money um, to lock up Ziggy on sale long term. I just don't think that'd be prudent. By using the tag, yes, it's $18 million for a year or so. Um, but you get your best pass rusher back. You fortify the depth of one of your thinnest position groups. Uh, and it gives you an opportunity to, to, to have a year to look at Ziggy. Maybe he returns to health. Maybe he has a, a great year. Uh, and then you're more comfortable signing him beyond that. Um, or if not, you know, again, you have really year to, to build up the depth around him and alongside him. I, I think, you know, people balk at the $18 million, and I understand it because it is a lot of money. But in my mind, there was, this was always the, the logical outcome. If you were serious about competing in 2018, um, you, you just weren't going to get an upgrade. There's no guarantee of an upgrade in either free to see the draft, and I think that's why you've seen the Lions use the tag on City. Kyle, uh, one more thing here. We're talking to Kyle Mikey from MLive. What do you expect the Lions, where do you expect the Lions to look the most closely at uh, while they're in Indianapolis? I know Bob Quinn and, and Matt Patricia will talk tomorrow, but uh, they're not going to tell you anything. But, but <laughs> what, what uh, they may tell you they're at, you know, at Steak and Shake or, or, or St. Elmo's or something. But what about, uh, boy, I really boy, I really went from one extreme to another, it was Steak and Shake to St. Elmo. I, I gotta put it's, a some, great, it's a great town. I, I can't fault you for that. There's a lot of and he gets a little wild during uh, combine combine week. I actually, I was in when I was in Indianapolis um, for the preseason game last year. We went to uh, Prime Forty uh, Forty Three, I believe it's called. Yeah, in downtown Indy, and uh, the bartender was telling us about. He, he gave us some names. I'm not going to name drop publicly uh, the names, but apparently there were some uh, NFL people who were playing uh, Dom Carrion Pong upstairs at this bar. Oh wow! Uh, Dom, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Shapiro's Deli, which is right by the uh, uh, by the stadium, isn't bad either. Um, yeah, I, I was there a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's, that's all right, so but what are they going to look at? What what position right. do you think they're really going to focus on uh, this week? Well, running back. I mean, Quinn has already committed 
publicly to, to getting an upgrade at running back. So, yeah, I don't think necessarily it's going to be a, a round one thing. Um, but they're going to find, try to find a, a round two guy, round three guy, whatever, I get some kind of upgrade uh, for the rotation. They, they need it. Uh, they know they misfired on Kareem Hunt last year. Um, you know, a couple of guys that, that went in the middle rounds they could have had and went in other directions. And obviously they grew up. The line team upgrade there. So I think they're going to look real closely at what this draft has to offer. Uh, but in, in particular, uh, I, I think defensive line is really going to be an area of emphasis in the draft. And I, I think they're going to take a long look at those guys. I talked quite a few this week at the Combine. I mean, I, we just talked about the deficiencies at defensive end, but, you know, they have deficiencies at defensive tackle, right? I mean, that, that, those group, that group was not that great with Haloti Nada, and it was pretty bad without him. And, and there's, you know, who, who knows how long Haloti Nada will play uh, going forward. Um, you know, and you consider the, the scheme change as well. We don't have anything definitive right now where they're going to go schematically under Matt Patricia, but things are going to change. It's probably going to be a more versatile scheme. We're going to see more three-man fronts. It's going to require different types of, uh, different types of athletes, obviously. Uh, and those guys can be expensive to get in free agency. Good defensive linemen are expensive, uh, so chasing them down uh, in the draft, I think, makes a lot of sense. Is my man crush Vita Vea going to be at the uh, Combine? He is, and he's, um, man, he just watch that. I, I found that you've already seen some film on him, but he's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. He's almost 350 pounds, and he, he runs like he's like 300. It's, it's crazy. I mean, he's a phenomenal athlete. I, I, love, I, love, I love him. I love that. Some of the YouTube stuff with him in high school playing fullback is just, it's it's the shit, man. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> he's a massive man, and he just moves so well. It's just the weirdest thing to watch. <laughs> I just wonder if he'll drop to twenty. I'm, I'm hoping that's the guy. I think he'd be fantastic here. Yeah, I think he would be too. I just don't know if he'll still be there at twenty. Uh, you know, the, the, I've talked to a couple of draft guys. They think he might be a top fifteen pick. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But if he is there, man, that would he would look good in Honolulu blue. I'll tell you that. No question about it. All right, Kyle. Uh, safe travels with uh, you and the great Nate Atkins, and uh, we'll talk soon. Sounds great, Matt. Thank you. There is Kyle Mikey with me from MLive.com. You heard him say it. He likes the Ziggy Ansa thing and understands it. And I and I get where, where Kyle is going. I do. Uh, in terms of, of, and he brings up a lot of good points. I just don't think Ziggy's that good. And I think this is a lot of money for a guy that might not be on the field. And I think Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia could take that money and spend it on a, a bunch of other guys. But again, I also see that the, you know, the crop of defensive ends and free agency is weak. But, you know, Quinn last year spent money on Akeem Spence. It was small amount. He spent money on um, uh, Akeem Spence got three years and, and $10.5 million. Cornelius Washington got two years and $6 million, $3 million per. I'd love to spend that money and spread it out on a bunch of guys and hope you hit on a few of those people. But, uh, boy, Vita Vea, oh, come on, baby. The big fella from Washington. Can he, can he just be there at 20, please? I'm begging. And I know my old bits at, at 105.1 when I did the Tufts movement, trade up for Super Sammy, uh, try to get the Lions to get Sammy Watkins, and that backfired. And then uh, uh, the Ace movement, absolutely Cam Irving. Remember that? Cameron Irving's probably like the worst offensive lineman in the NFL. I feel bad for Vita Vea because I'm totally jinxing him, but I just think he'd be a fantastic pickup. Uh, for the Lions at defensive tackle. Don't forget Locked On Pistons each and every day with Matt Shook right here on the Locked On Podcast Network talking about your Detroit Pistons on the Locked On Podcast Network with Matt Shook. Pistons are playing terribly right now. You want the latest on them and what they're going to do? If they're going to turn this around, 
All the NFL teams, all the NBA teams, and even some baseball teams are located right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, so a special thank you to M Live's Kyle Meinke for joining me here on Locked On Lions for today. Tomorrow, we'll have audio of Bob Quinn and of Matt Patricia as they both speak at the Combine from Indianapolis. You've been listening to Locked On Lions. Big news today with Ziggy Ansah. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.